0: This is a Lip Media Podcast. Oh, hello chickens. It's the fabulous Adam Richard, who has a theory. My theory is about the Saranga conundrum, uh, which just saying out loud is a conundrum in and of itself. Um, It's, you know, one of the silly titles that Doctor Who sometimes throws up that you go, I don't don't get it. Like Arachnids in the UK. It's a stupid pun about an album... By the Sex Pistols, the punk band from the 70s. And you just go, why? Why is it called that? It's got nothing like, other than the fact that it's about spiders. That was the last one. Then this one is the Suranga Conundrum. Suranga is like a... Oh, look, in the episode, what, what are the... It's the company that runs the ambulances? This is a space ambulance. This is like a whole episode set on a space ambulance. Um... So you know, I loved it because it was like Grey's Anatomy in the future, because uh, you've got like this. This is why I love hospital shows, um, and you know, Suzanne Packer, who's one of the actors in this episode, is from Casualty, which is a very long-running British hospital show, and uh, which I think currently or recently had uh, the eighth doctor, Paul McGann, as an ongoing character. Uh, well, not. The Doctor, like Paul McGann, was playing an ongoing... Anyway, look, I'm confusing actors and characters. It could We could get out of hand very quickly. Anyway, there's a Suna- conundrum. Ugh. So, it's a space ambulance. There's a pregnant man, um, which is something that's fascinated me for a long time. Like I feel like uh, it's something that will probably happen... I thought it would have happened in my lifetime, but, you know... Because given that people are frequently trying to have kids, uh, people who are incapable of having kids are going to extreme lengths to have, you know, uh, all sorts of uh, scientific procedures. And I just thought, well, that's the next step, surely. I mean, it would be... Awkward. There's a few organs you'd have to push out of the way. But then I guess that happens with women anyway. There's organs that get pushed out of the way. And, you know, more often than not, there's caesareans rather than coming out of the canal which for which it was intended. Uh, anyway, I thought that would have happened before now. And it's played a little bit for laughs in this. But then because it ties into uh, Ryan's ongoing story about his... Uh, you know, his relationship with his dad. Uh, and it. this is something that happens in that when you get to your kind of like 20s, I guess. I mean, it happened for me, weirdly, on Christmas Day, I was sitting down talking to my mum. Uh, I was 25 at the time, and my mum was 25 when I was born. And we had this long conversation about, you know my perceived, uh, what I perceive to be her failings as a parent. And, you know, Christmas is a good time to bring that up, isn't it? Yes. Uh, My mum hated Christmas, by the way. She she once made chicken-flavoured two-minute noodles for Christmas lunch because she thought it was close enough to turkey. Um, But, yeah, so we had this massive conversation and it was just, I had that moment of realisation that, she, because I was, the age I was then was the age she was when I was born. And I just was like, oh, I I don't know how you did this. I don't know how you had a baby and have managed to spend the last 25 years raising it to be this dysfunctional, barely adult person that I was at the time. Um, and my mum died the next day in some sort of weird you know, like like, like, my life is a book that I need to write or something. Like, you know, you just like, oh, I finally realized what it meant to be uh, to have a baby at this age and then, you know, I have to suddenly deal with what it's like to lose a parent the very next day. It was a very, very... And it was sudden as well. Like, there was no kind of lead up to it. Like, the, she had an aortic aneurysm, which the coroner, when he rang me, uh, described to me as, you know, when your tire gets bald on your car and it the inner tube bubbles out, and that's an aneurysm. And then when that bursts, uh, that's that's very bad. Oh man, how did we get here? Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry if you were expecting a, a lighthearted chat about Doctor Who, and I'm suddenly talking about the death of my mother. I do apologise. Look, I've I've had a long time to deal with it. It's been 23, 24 years this year. Um, so I'm 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 okay with it. Uh, I've I've done a lot of therapy. I'm I'm very good. Um, but, yeah, that that moment happens in this show with uh, with Toes and Coles' character of Ryan, just having that moment of realisation as someone his own age is about to have a baby. He goes, oh, my dad was this age when I was born, so, oh, no wonder he's so terrible at being a father. Um, no wonder he didn't turn up to, you know, my grandmother's uh, funeral. I mean, you know, in episode one. Uh, so, yeah, it's it was a... It was it was quite a full on moment, and I obviously a huge touchstone for me. But also on the other side, we had the you know celebrated general uh, who is dying because she was you know war took its toll on her, uh, and her brother who's Doc Brown playing her brother, um, and you know, and then you've got this cute little. Monster that eats energy. You know, thing, the that's my one kind of thing I didn't really love about this episode was like I saw the energy eating thing coming from miles away. I'm like, I've worked this out. How is no one else in this episode or in this entire world in the sixty seventh century, which seems a long way away, um, how has no one else worked out that that's what these the pating is eating is that it's an energy monster, like it's an energy vampire. You know, I mean, it looks like a. Looks like a stress ball with eyes. You <laughs> could squeeze it, and his eyes will bug out. Um, but yeah, so it's it's it's. There's a lot going on in this episode. I do kind of love how simplistic it is. Also, how hot is Brett Goldstein? Um, he's the guy at the start. Uh, but yeah, I love I love how it's very straightforward. We end up on a, a, a space hospital slash ambulance. And that's all it is. It's just about trying to, you know, is one MacGuffin after another as we follow these very, very difficult family dramas through to their their climaxes. And I, I kind of almost wish that 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 Chris Chibnall was writing a hospital show because this is perfect hospital drama. Space Hospital. I would I would watch the potatoes out of that show. That would be my favourite show. Space Hospital. Oh my god, Grey's Anatomy of the future, like Josie and the Pussycats in outer space, but Grey's Anatomy. Oh my god, how good would that be? <gasps> I'm pitching it. I'm pitching it now. <laughs> I, I'm not pitching it. Like, no, no one. I'm the only person that would enjoy that show. <laughs> but yeah, I re- I really enjoyed the Saranga Conundrum. Um, I know, it, like at the time when it was on, I know a lot of people did. Not care for it very much. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I was really into it. And also, like, I I watched this one with the commentary as well. Uh, Finding out that the uh, consort, the actor, refused to blink because he thought that's what an android clone guy would not would not blink so he did not blink for the entire episode and hilariously the uh four people doing the the commentary are just constantly going is he blinking is he blinking (laughs) he spent the entire time trying to see if he's gonna blink it's very cute um also that the uh, there's like an ongoing gag about a fist bump between uh ryan and graham between uh you know the grandfather and step-grandson and it's like it, like I remember when we were doing Hoovians, we kept talking about, "Oh, when's the fist bump going to happen?" Like it was this ongoing narrative that had been written into the show, and finding out that they just kept doing that as a thing in scenes between them—that it was an entirely actor-driven. Uh, thing is, I found very, very sweet. I I just thought, well, these guys know their characters so well that it like everything doesn't have to be on the page. This is what I love about the collaborative nature of making television and movies and things like that or theater is that so much of it comes from other people's contributions you know like i sometimes get annoyed at the auteur vision because it's like well that implies that no one else contributed to the final product and there are so many people who contribute in something like doctor who so i yeah i really liked finding that out um Anyway, I, I've also found out that I have run aground on the old timer. Uh, the next theory will be about Demons of the Punjab, which is something... Uh, it's a very harrowing episode. It's a beautiful episode. The music is very evocative and wonderful. And we are going to find out some very, very horrific historical facts. You thought the Rosa Parks thing was full on. woo wait to, Wait till the next one. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that